Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome our fellow listeners and guests. My name is Trisha Kim Walsh and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And this is my colleague, My name is Claudio Silva. I'm a marriage and family therapist as well, and we are both emotionally focused therapists. Yes, and we're so glad that you've joined us today in our very first podcast. We're going to be talking to you about the importance of attachment theory and how it has an incredibly powerful impact on your romantic relationships, as well as the way you experience everything in life. And this is so important. And the name of our podcast is Deepening Your Love During Time of Crisis. And we recognize that all of you, like ourselves included, are in this time of crisis. And we want to help you to better understand how you want to show up, not only for your life, but also for deepening the connections of the people that matter the most in your life. So please, without further ado, let me begin with our discussion on attachment theory, which begins with the founder and theorist of attachment, Dr. John Bowlby. And I'll let my fellow colleague, Claudio, talk to you a little bit about attachment theory. Yes, Tricia. John Bowlby was a psychologist and psychiatrist, and he was invited by the World Health Organization right after World War II do a study regarding children that were affected by the war. And they noticed a difference between children who stayed in London with their parents and some children who were taken to the countryside to protect them from the bombings. They thought that the children in London staying with their parents, they would be traumatized by the war, by the bombings. But what was very interesting is that the children who stayed with their parents amidst the war, they fared better. And what John Bowlby found out is that if they were with their parents, even though amidst the bombing, the war, the noise, and so many things, but they were really attached to their parents, if they felt really loved, and cared for and connected to their parents, that was something that protected them. So, in other words, the worst thing for children, and not only for children, but for everyone, is not as much the problems that we face, but when we feel alone amidst the problems of life. The worst problem, actually, is being alone, is not feeling connected to anyone, when we are connected to someone and we know that that person cares about us, that is something that really helps us to face the problems outside. Absolutely. And if I remember correctly, Claudio, that Dr. John Bowlby's wife had encouraged Dr. Bowlby to label, to title this theory, the theory of love. But he yeah. really 
reluctantly said he would do so for fear of the kind of protest during that era, the time of Dr. Sigmund Freud, the belief was that pathologies happened inside of oneself, not happening as a, re re a direct result of a relationship. Am I recalling that correctly? Exactly, yes. Because at that time they thought that uh, uh, people's problems came from inside and, and didn't have anything to do with their relationships. They thought that a child could be raised without a parent. And if this child was well-fed and warmed, this child would be okay. But then what John Bowlby said, and actually he was rejected at the beginning because he was against what they thought at that time, against the science of that time, that problems start in relationships. And that's what we see today that like several psychological disorders, if we see they, they happen because of trauma in childhood. And the biggest trauma comes in the relationship with the caretakers, mm. like uh, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, and and actually the child just feeling disconnected, not not feeling really the parent is responsive, accessible, uh, engaging. Mm -hmm. Right, and I'm wondering if this might be a good opportunity for us to transition for our listeners and viewers on what actually can happen in connection of caretaker parent to their child and there's a video that we are really encouraging our viewers to watch to see how this dynamic of everything we're talking about attachment theory actually happens in the development of a human child right away that communication that response of being able to explore the world but making sure that it's a safe place to be in with that contact comfort Exactly, yeah. And, and it's something that happens with all of us in any age throughout our lifespan. We want to know that, we, that there is someone there for us. We want to know that that connection exists. And if there is not, if we're not sure, we're going to be distressed. And sometimes even in panic. Like I have had clients that they were facing separation and they couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. They couldn't work, you know? They were really having difficulty focusing. In this case, I think the child's about two, two three years old, maybe, uh, that immediately he's curious. He's going outside wanting to know more about this fascinating world that he's in, but there will be obstacles. There will be new things that they have never seen before, and maybe they fall. Maybe they get hurt. Maybe there's another child there that they don't feel comfortable talking to. And what you'll see in the video is the child will immediately turn around that slide and head on over to their caretaker, looking, making sure, are you there for me? Is it safe? Is it okay to go out there? Yeah. I want to know because it is innately in us, biologically in us, to survive, to explore to grow, to learn. We want to know more about the world we're in. And as you were naming about clients, I see that also in my, my own therapy room where clients want so much to be in their lives. 
They want to explore. They want to be alive. But they also want to know that it matters to someone in their life. That could be family. That could be their partner. That could be friends. But if they don't have that someone to go to, then suddenly the world becomes a very scary, cold, untrusting place. And we see that in this video. We're excited for you to watch it. And we'd invite you, as you're watching it, take out a sheet of paper, take a writing utensil, write out your emotions. What comes to mind? What are you feeling when you watch this video? Share it with a friend, share it with a family member, even with your partner about how does this video make you feel? Can you relate to it? How do you relate to it? Yeah, and what I would mention, Trisha, is how in every age that we are, we have this ebb and flow. We, we have this thing of like exploring, mm. kind of going out and yes. coming back. So there's a pace. Yes. And if we, when we see this video, we see that the child gets to the park with the mother. Mm. When the child feels secure, the child goes to explore. Yes. And what's interesting is that the child is checking on the mother all the time. Mm-hmm. The child looks back to see if the mother is there. The mother is the source of security. If the mother is not there, the child doesn't feel secure to explore. So, and then after a while, the child comes back. So the people who are listening, they, they, they might have seen this in their own children. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes parents feel bothered that they, their children look for them, but that's very, very normal um, that they come back and they check on the relationship. Are you there for me? Absolutely. connected? Do you have my back? Mm-hmm. And, and then in this video, it's so interesting because the mother hugs the child, picks up the child. So all of that is very nurturing, mm-hmm. very reassuring. And then the child knows, okay, I am loved. I feel secure in this love. It's so interesting because affection, affection and love makes us feel secure, makes us feel confident. And the child goes again to explore. So what is very important to see is that this happens with us as adults as well. It never stops happening. It does. For, For a child, it's something kind of, quick in some way, right? The child goes and comes back and goes and comes back. And this is what is hard for some parents to understand a child. Some parents, they they want the child to stay in a room quiet. Right. No, not going to happen. Yeah, they they need to always check on the connection. Now, for us as adults, we can stay longer. That's right. We can go to work, right? We can do our things at work. Mm -hmm. And what's very important to see is that when we know Mm -hmm. that when we are confident that we have that person who loves us and is connected to us, we have that energy, motivation, we are able to focus. The same thing happens with children at school. When they have that connection that strong connection with their parents they are able to focus that's right right. concentrate so when when they are not sure they have a difficulty concentrating and this is what i told you that i have Mm -hmm. helped clients that they are going through uh separation that's right focus it's it's hard for them to focus 
to concentrate because they are all the time thinking about the relationship. Mm-hmm. There is no confidence in their relationship. There's an efforts to resolve. And we also see this in the Dr. Edward Tronick experiment called the still face experiment. And I thought maybe we could briefly talk about this phenomenon, this mother and their child and the dance that happens between the two of them in a very clearly Uh, demonstrated secure attachment. Mother is playing with her baby, enjoying her baby. Her baby is cooing back and forth with her. And then the experimenters request, instruct mother to have a still face and to not respond at all to the baby's cues. And immediately we see the baby's response, just as you were naming about the clients that you're working with, they know something's wrong. We know physiologically, we can feel it in our bones, something is wrong. And the baby does four different responses in this experiment. She reaches, take me, is everything okay, right? She does a high-pitched shrill of a meltdown. What's happening? She gets defensive, turns away just to resist the rejection that feels like something has happened and I don't know how to make it right. The turning away, the pushing toward, the efforts of saying, I want to do everything I can to get back to closeness. And you can see that the baby just wants to make sure everything is okay, that she really can't concentrate on anything else. And watching this video always just, it always pulls my heart because I think we can see this in our own romantic relationships of this very same situation happening in adult love. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, something that you said that I want to kind of reinforce, what I love about this video, I, I love this mother, how she is able to engage with the child. It, it seems like she they are talking a language, right? Absolutely. But the baby cannot speak but the the mother knows exactly how to engage like the child points and the the mother looks so it's interesting because we can see how this mother is able to attune to the child Mm -hmm. and when she purposefully stops engaging and this is just for the the for the the experiment because in in a real life this mother is awesome right but when, when she stops engaging, how the, the child becomes so, so distressed. Yes. And that's exactly how we are, how mm-hmm. we are as adults. We are like that child. When we feel disconnected, when we feel like that person is not engaging to us, you know, it sometimes it's like, almost like a panic. Yes. Very distressing. And almost we could call this the fire alarm that happens in our brains. When that amygdala goes off, that emotional response system that tells us something is wrong here and I will do anything, anything at all to make sure that this person who is my world, right? I need to make sure that this world is safe, that this person in front of me who sees what I'm seeing, who reassures me that things are okay, makes me feel like we are joined together 
I matter, that she is reassuring me that things are okay. If things are not okay in that moment, I will do anything to get back to that connection. Yeah, and we protest like the child that we saw the ch child kind of uh, giving that screech sound, right? We we also protest when we don't feel connected, and it's so sad because when we protest, it creates a cycle. Mm -hmm. Like the the other person will feel attacked in some way, and and we see that this might happen right now. Absolutely, crisis that we are going over, right? Because sometimes uh, problems might be amplified when people are at home, they don't have an outlet and they don't feel connected to their partners. If one of them shuts down, gives the, the silence treatment to the other, the other is gonna be really in this panic mode. It's so hard to be with someone who doesn't connect to us, who is not really engaged, who doesn't know how to attune to us. Yes. Right? And it's so sad that if we don't feel that and we scree like have that screechy sound, <laughs> if we protest, then we have a cycle. And we have heard like in China, because of those two, three months that people were, uh, couldn't get out of home, and there were a lot of, a lot of separations, a lot of people seeking yeah. divorce in a rate that they have never seen before because it's hard sometimes for people if they don't feel connection. This is why, right, Trisha, we are doing this podcast because we want to help people during this difficult time. How they, how, instead of kind of having problems and, and disengaging and having arguments, how they can actually deepen their relationship, deepen their love, use this time as a step stone to improve their relationship, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and that's why we're so glad and so honored to share this experience and share this information with you on our very first podcast, focusing on attachment theory and why we feel it's so important while you're in this time of confinement in COVID, we're going to help you each podcast, each video to help you better understand what may be happening right now in your homes as you are trying to create connection because we're confident that you are. And just like that baby in the video you'll be watching, you're going to see what you might be doing. You may very well see yourself in that. So our invitation is after this podcast, take out your journal, write out your thoughts, see what you're doing. Are you reaching? Are you protesting? Are you turning away and getting defensive? Pay attention to that because the next podcast that we're going to invite you to come in, we're going to talk about those positions. We're going to be talking about attachment styles. So each podcast is going to be building on the last one. So please tune in, share this with a friend, a colleague, a family member, your partner, sit down with your partner. And we really appreciate you sending your request of topics you'd like us to discuss so that we can really make sure you're reminded we really are in this together. It is about us all coming out of this experience stronger, more connected, more confident, because love is what makes the world go round here. And we're proud to be a part of this experience with you.
So thank you for tuning in and we will see you next week. Again, this is Trisha Kim Walsh, licensed marriage and family therapist and my wonderful colleague. Claudia Silva, also marriage and family therapist. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.